This is from the book Rooted, Chapter 13, Common Parenting Practices. Parenting. Most parents have the best intentions for their children. Many are nervous about making mistakes, and this frequently encourages them to seek the best possible solutions to help them raise responsible and productive people. This has also resulted in the production of a multitude of parenting advice books, videos, and all manner of tools to help parents learn the best and hottest new approaches to parenting. Parenting is treated almost like a fad. The only things that have remained consistent over the decades are the ways in which abuse is normalized in parenting. This includes the way parents speak of their children in front of them or behind their backs. This includes controlling their children in ways that disempower their children, but make the parent look strong in the eyes of strangers. This includes rewards and punishment cycles, so frequently purported by schools as the best gimmick to manipulate behavior the way parents desire. It also includes physical and emotional abuse and manipulation. Normalized abuse occurs in the way parents speak of their children. Many parents have referred to their children as jerks, annoying, or even extreme names like assholes. Parents expect other adults to laugh with them and agree. If the adults who witness this do not agree, the parent who uttered the original words may lash out at the disapproving adult or peddle their way out of the statement to save face. The action of calling anyone a name or describing who they are as a derogatory description is abuse. The way some parents talk about their child's behavior, suggesting the child must need medication or a therapist, rather than asking the child how they feel about what is going on, is a red flag. Many do not include the child in how the family functions. In many respects, parenting is frequently remarkably similar to a hostage situation. Children with no voice are frequently treated as hostages. The do as I say, too bad, well, that's the way it is. Parenting is hostage parenting. Parents who disempower their children by controlling them for the benefit of others do so by aggressively speaking, yelling, grabbing their child in front of others, or shaming them. They also disempower by speaking in ways that reinforce obedience rather than discussing with the child their needs and choices. These are parents more concerned about how they appear in front of other parents than they are of the impact they have on their child's experience. The need to have perfectly behaved children is reinforced by society. Parents are shamed by other parents for not having obedient children who do not act according to adult standards of behavior. In this sense, the society disempowers the child and sends a message that they are not good enough to be included in their inexperience. The reward and punishment cycles are also utilized in schools. In most families, they involve charts for chores and rewards for such, such as activities, trinkets, or food. This can include academic performance as well as household chore accomplishment. The problem with this, this cycle is that it teaches the child that these activities aren't important unless you have a reward for accomplishing them. The purpose of the chore or academic performance is lost on the reward promised at the end. This is carrot on a stick dangling abuse. It is so common that there are major industries supporting this type of reinforcement by educators, schools, psychologists, and companies who sell items to use for this type of behavior modification. 
the message of why is lost in the entire process. The ownership over the activity is completely lost. It is obedience to an external party with a promise of reward if completed. This ultimately reinforces the potential for predatory people to prey upon the child because they have already been programmed to respond to this type of treatment. Other major parenting manipulation tactics include physical punishment and verbal shaming. As previously discussed, public humiliation, shaming, and language used to instill guilt feed the fear mechanism and it signals to the brain to protect itself. The child will ultimately learn sneaky behavior to avoid additional experience like this. The shame component can last into adulthood and manifest in all numbers of maladaptive behaviors that impact social connections, relationships, and employment capacities. Physical punishment, such as spanking or slapping, does the same type of trauma trigger in the brain. The signal tells the brain to avoid the person causing the harm. So the logic learned is not rational choice to not do the activity again. The lesson learned is that the person doing the behavior is unsafe. The child will do whatever they intend to do, but do it in a manner that hides it from the person who inflicts physical pain on them. And this includes verbal abuse, such as yelling. Socially reinforced narcissistic parenting. Our society only congratulates women for what their children are doing. They ignore women who excel professionally or academically overall. On social media, you see clear evidence of this. Those pictures of their children get tons of likes and hearts. Those who post things about their business going well meet a lot of crickets. They may get a few likes, but overall the response is non-existent. We reinforce women needing attention through their children. This forces women to expect things from their children that are emotionally and developmentally inappropriate. We turn the children into performing monkeys for the women who are performing for a society that won't let them be fully functioning adults in society. The string is from the society itself. Women who opt to go outside of this norm and be a successful businesswoman and a mother are often shamed unless this unless they post a lot of proof that their children are doing amazing things. There is a need for society to see the product under the construction properly displayed like a meal being prepared. The children are not heard and they are often treated harshly if they do not operate according to the parents' need for attention. This can also be true for fathers and men, but women bear the brunt of this. Often, they may be doing it for the abusive narcissistic male whom they are married to, had children with, or are dating. It is rarely about the children. The children are the fodder for the accolades craved. When you remove this from the equation, women find themselves socially isolated for not playing the game as instructed.